Hey there, Shabbamanias! You're listening to another episode of the Shop Talk Show. I'm Dave in the shed. Rupert with me is Chris in the booth. Corey, hey Chris, how are you? Well, I'm doing pretty darn good. Thanks, Dave. Uh, just me and you today. Thought we'd uh, talk drama, you know? Hashtag. Oh. Hashtag oh, hot drama. My favorite. So, I got a story. Mm. You know, uh, I, I we printed up these old ceramic coffee mugs that said hot drama on them. A long time ago, right? Yeah. And they were it, too expensive to ship. They cost more to ship than they did to make. And they almost certainly ended up broken when they got to the destination. <laughs> my, I remember that. Yeah. It broke. My last one broke. The handle popped off finally. Oh. And uh, so I'm, I was serendipitous timing is you didn't actually tell me that, but we've just been dreaming of this for so long. We, uh, what'd we do? Brought him back. Mm. Brought it back. The cup is back. The mug is back and it's for sale. It used to be a special uh, gifted item only, but now it's for sale. Uh, and over at the And CSS it can't break shop. because it's that like, it's like metal, you know, but yeah, like not really. It's enamel. enamel. Yeah. Enamel, which is, I guess, a ceramic. They call it a camping mug, I guess, because you just, it's just indestructible, you know. I'm still playing around with it a little bit. It, not really. Like you can literally buy it right this second. I just want to get. The pricing and shipping and stuff just perfect on the thing. But by the time you listen to this, it definitely will be. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But no, it's uh, all very exciting. So. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, we're going to make like $5 on these things. It's not we're about the money. It's about dollars. it's about having a cool, it's like a literally sweet mug. One of the product shots they give you when you make it is the cup full of like just overfloweth with blueberries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, that's so perfect. That's going I don't know on. why I love it, but I love it. Yeah, that's going on indeed. So so there's that. It says hot drama on it because we used to talk about drama more than we do. And even when we were more into those days, we would always be so tempered about it. So let's tr- let's bring back those old days and talk about drama in our classic kind of tempered way. You blogged about Safari. We may have even mentioned that on the show already, but you know, you, you got tended to talk about it and then we just skipped we it. We just didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you weren't alone. There was something in the water. There's a lot of people blogging about kind of the pains of Safari. Maybe months ago at this point, it kicked off with like an Alex Russell post that was just freaking packed with, you know, APIs that they were missing and stuff, but it wasn't just entirely whiny it was like look at all the data you know he packed it with like dates and usage and all kinds of like very important stuff uh and then you know people have been following up including you with like look at look at all you know there are some lines good lines from you in there about like every project i have has these like three categories of safari stuff in it right like stuff that's in there that doesn't even need to be anymore but i don't even know and then stuff that should be in there that's unique to safari but i didn't even know about it and then like things that absolutely need to be in there because just safari alone needs it you know and if you start thinking of that way you're like wow (laughs) safari is little gnarly over there little i mean and that was that was it right like i i I did this with IE nine or something. The problem with IE nine, um, I, I, you know, people complain about oh, Safari is the new IE or whatever. And I, for my brain, is like that's cool, whatever. What are the actual problems? Like, so I just try to have like a minute, like where I sit down and write out the actual things I know I do to support Safari. You know, um, or, or like with the browser and then maybe I'll like dig into the can I use to try to figure out like, is that something, you know, but um, is there something I'm missing or something like that? But like, I I think like for me, that's like what it's all about. It's just like, like, let me actually document what I actually do to support Safari. It's cool, but it's got weird edges, you know? And, And I realized through doing that, like, you know, meta viewport stuff, uh, you know, which, it's all been like twisted around, but apparently meta viewport, you know, Jonathan Neal, I think was on Twitter messaging us or you or something. It was just like, you know, meta viewport, you can just do like uh width equals device width. And that's all you have to do. But for the longest time I've been doing like 400 different attributes. Zoom like one, that. Zoom all that. one, yeah. minimal UI, blah, 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 you know, but anyway, I, there's yeah, so that's changed, and how do you know exactly what the 
correct thing to do is, you know, that's remember HTML5 boilerplate used to be the reference for that stuff. It would tell you what to use and why, and that's kind of dead now. Yeah. Um, oh shoot. Who was it? Um, oh, I'm going to, uh, let me get back to this, but somebody wrote okay. a, I'll put a link in the show notes. I, I'm, uh, I, I'm forgetting like how to pronounce his name, uh, but wrote a kind of like a take on their most recent boilerplate. And mm. I thought it was really cool. Um, like they're basically boiling down what it takes. Um, let me find it real quick. Is it Manuel Matsubek? Yes, that's it. So, yeah. Okay. That's who I was thinking of too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And this is probably more needed than it should be, you know, or there should be more blog posts like this, that the people that kind of go line by line through this up and question it at all. Cause it's been a while since I feel like it's been hardcore questioned all the like crap we put in the head and where we put what and why and stuff and what we're doing that we don't need to anymore. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Initial scale one. So are you, is that, is that even, is that even on the, on the, on the chopping block? You don't even have to initial scale anymore. Apparently you don't have to initial scale anymore. Mm, I don't know. What do you know? Did know that, but I don't know. I don't know how you look up support for that either. You know, like if you remove it, is that true for 92% of the way? Because every time we talk about browser features, it's always predicated on, yeah, but who's your audience? You know, I've always thought that that global audience numbers are so attractive to look at and think about and are largely irrelevant to your project because your project has statistics unique to your projects and guess which ones matter more the statistics on your project or the global ones well there's a clear answer there it's the statistics on your project so if you're at 91 percent usage of that working that's not good enough you know right yeah no and and that's but that even i don't know you'd probably get support for meta viewport but support for meta viewport auto Initial scale one, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know how you find support for that other yeah. than like firing up a device lab with thousands of computers, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. So, so, but your list is like, you got, there's special button stuff you got to do. There's viewport unit stuff you got to do. There's the, the notch on phones you got to deal with. There's the mm-hmm. weird favicons that are, 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 are they single color or not? Or what's going on with that? There's, you know, missing CSS features. There's WebKit prefixes for things that are hanging on. There's all kinds of stuff. So the list of like Safari-specific stuff is seems to be growing, not diminishing. And anytime one gets knocked off, a new one seems to arrive. And is that just going to be the story forever? Or, or so there's people. I think that for whatever reason has bubbled up. Was right now is like, okay, Safari, <laughs> let's do this. You know, <laughs> come on, dude. Get it together. But, you know, there's more stuff, too. Like, right now, you want I'm using Loading Lazy, like, everywhere. Just like God invented it 100 years ago. <laughs> it <just laughs> was born in the web lab. I'm using it. Yeah. And, you know, but I'm not polyfilling it. But there are, I've been in situations where it's like, well, Loading Lazy is too new and Safari doesn't support it. So we have to implement this whole JavaScript, you know, JS lazy load thing, you know. But guess what? Pretty soon... I don't know when, but pretty soon, maybe 15.1 or something, uh, loading lazy will be in Safari. Focus visible will be in Safari. Aspect ratio, which is awesome, will be in Safari. That's like literally going to make fit vids irrelevant. It's gone. It delete. It's deleted from your code base come like September. But you're probably going to have to hang on to some kind of polyfill for a while to make sure, you know, like, you know, when this this will eventually go away it would be cool i don't know if this is possible if there was like a this exists to support this these browsers if there was like some browsers.json or something you could like put in your your repo that would be like the whole reason this exists is for this browser, like this browser set. There's oh, a new what a clever idea. Put a TXT file at the root that like has your little notes on what does what. I mean, code comments can kind of do the same, but like 
maybe right. if it's in consolidated place, that would be extra extra useful. You know, I was thinking of that. I'm like, oh, really? We can delete that? Because I'm sure I still run it. I'm CSS tricks at least. But, you know, I think of the, what it did was it threw a div around the thing, remember? Like it did a mm. little DOM manipulation. And then yeah. I think because that became the outermost HTML element of the video, I targeted that with my own CSS in which to apply bottom margin, right? So right, I can't right. just quite rip it out, you know? Like I got to... True. Move true. move some CSS around. So I shouldn't have done that. I think that's probably like when you're using something like that that kind of brings its own DOM, you should try to find another way to not use its side effects, you know? Yeah, I I, I just think the like like it's gonna be different. I don't know. Like you just I don't know. The the like what you do with your image will be or your videos, I guess, will be a little bit different. So you know, you're, yeah, I love that you can just chuck aspect ratio on there. That's so cool. Does yeah. the C, but you do that with CSS. Does that arrive in time for the first render? I guess it does. That's the point of CSS blocking, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, I mean, if you have a video like high on your page, you may want to like specify the block size, you know? Yeah, but why but is it, it? Why is SVG so stupid? Then remember, doesn't you always? I always have to put width and height on SVGs to make sure they don't show up super big. But it's like, isn't that the same thing? The CSS should already be in place. I think it should, but I think because it's like its own HTML document, it's just like great. You have space. I'll take it. You know, like mm. <laughs> I'll just I'll just render very big. Why not? You know. Um, but no, I, I there's it's. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a really like Safari is getting better. I think like I hope that came across because there's a whole section of stuff like Safari has that I didn't realize it had because a no one's talking about it <laughs> like maybe Jen Simmons, you know, yeah. but like we need to pay her more to like go out and talk and be like, use this now. Flex gap, dude. It's in everything now. Mm. Ta-da. It arrived yeah. this summer. Like, <laughs> let's use it. Like, I don't get as mad for for reasons like that. Like it does improve, you know. Jeremy blogged about it today as we record, and you know, there's a baller line in it that's like, "Safari is not an evergreen browser," which is ooh. like it kind of is because you when upgrades happen, they have, but they're so infrequent, right? They're not like every two weeks or whatever crap. It's like what six months or a year a lot of times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a so to, to call it not evergreen is is bold and I like it because it, it, it isn't. And I'd love to see them on a two week cycle. Wouldn't that be badass? You know, and I'd love them to take the most money in the entire world of any company and just f- pour it on Safari someday. Just yeah. douse it, you know? I mean, it's, it's telling when like people are like, I mean, shoot, we, we can come out and say this, <laughs> throw, throw our podcatcher uh, recorder under the bus. Uh, we're using an app. That takes our audio and video and stitches it into a thing. I use another one for my other podcast, like, Mm -hmm. and we're getting Chrome only warnings for this stuff. That sucks. I use edge. It does not work in Chrome edge for some reason. So like this used to be the thing that everybody worried about the thing that the web starts to fragment slowly and little signs come up that say this site only can be viewed in X. And when those were the prevalent times of the day, days were bad. And I use two or three apps now that only work in Chrome, capital C Chrome, not, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not little Chrome. Well, let's be mad at Chrome for a minute then. I mean, they're the ones you'd think that they're the ones you wouldn't be mad at. Right. Cause, but that, I don't know. It depends. Like they support APIs that nobody else does. Isn't that bad, but somebody has got to go first. So it's hard to cast a stone in that particular situation. Yeah. There's, you know, uh, there's another post, um, was it HTTP toolkit blog? Um, and it was maybe a smidge more ranty than mine, but kind of pointing out like, or very on the like Safari is killing the web. Um, here's like kind of places where it's stalled out the web. So in that post, I, I think a lot of people blame Chrome. They say, oh, Chrome has all these engineers. They're, you know, they're like paying, how can Safari keep up, you know? And that works for Mozilla, but not for freaking Apple. For Apple. Apple's a trillion dollar company. Like how do, how do we just let them slide, you know, with a browser monopoly? How do we like let them slide on like, well, you can just do whatever you want, you know, 
on. Yeah, I just Apple could have as many people as Chrome has to work on their browser, but they don't. So what 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 can we do to get to that point? Or right, that's when people lift the, the meta conversation up and say, "Well, if you're not gonna, then well, then at least flip the switch so we can have other op- we can on iOS and iPad OS have different rendering engines." Yeah, it's like one or the other or both. Yeah, but not neither. You know, like either either make Safari awesome or a lot. I would say both would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, I I think they should probably pour into it a lot more because uh, otherwise we're going to have like this baby browser. <laughs> you know, that's the default browser on iOS, and then we have these souped up, you know, super nerd browsers that are you know, hooking up to Bluetooth and stuff like that. I don't know, but like, what, what do we, I don't know that that will be a interesting twist if that were to ever happen that they opened it up, but I don't know. I don't know if they ever will. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, sometimes tech news is shocking. You wake up one day and you're like, holy what, you know, stack overflowed sold for what you know <laughs> that I, I can imagine a news story of that caliber happening one day you know either that or the government gets involved and says you can't do that anymore you know i think the government government needs to get more involved in tech but that's my hot take <laughs> yeah okay so, so we know safari they're missing a lot of crap everybody's got their own list you know it was interesting to read all these posts because Literally everybody has a, their own different list of reasons why they're mad at Safari, essentially. So I think that's kind of telling. You know, Jen, who's our best insight into Safari, is like, you know, keep them coming. We're listening. So that's great. I think, like, A, Jen's the perfect person to have in this job. She's did it for Mozilla. Just like, tell me your problems. I'll, let's see what we can do. You know, I think that's awesome. I think, you know, there's, I just read this cloud Four. cloud Four, uh, Jason Grigsby's, uh, agency. It's, mm-hmm. they have a really good blog actually, if you're not subscribed. Well, so Tyler sticker blogs there all the time. Like every yeah. post I have to link to, cause I'm like, damn, that was a good blog post. You're just like, it's just like, man, y'all like are like, Hey, we think about it. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. it's, it's very cool. Um, but he just he was like on a Olive Garden website or something like that, and that's all like part of the a chain of restaurants, but like a group of restaurants. You're telling me Olive Garden isn't a locally run kind of hey, Mama Italiano thing? It's that's not just in local, my neighborhood. It's oh, yeah, it's okay. not a local uh, operation, surprisingly. So and Chipotle, Chris, not a little uh, similar Mexican not a mom and pop. Uh, yeah, cafe. No, too bad. Yeah, I, I remember this, the $8 billion button or $6 million, no, it's something where he couldn't check out because of a viewport unit crap or some crap like that, pushed the button off the page, and it was literally unsolvable outside of dev tools, meaning that there's a lot of missed orders there. He does the math, and every twist and turn, he, he underestimates the number, and it still comes yeah. up with that many millions of dollars in lost revenue kind of thing, and I'm, he must be right, you know, like how would you yeah. refute it? No, well, and I mean, even if he's wrong, it's probably like, oh, it's only 10 million, not 8 billion or whatever, (laughs) you know? And you're like, yeah, exactly. That's still a lot of money for a restaurant, you know, any, you know, but, and it just was, you know, it was like a thing where they were doing a, a fly out column for your checkout and then it just got stuck, you know? And, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. Like I'm not, and he he said, you know, I think it's a 100VH bug. It's not necessarily Safari, but it's like, you know, but I would also say it's probably Safari <laughs> this, uh, in this situation. But, um, you know, I, but there's like, and who is like, oh, you know, we got to really test the checkout in landscape mode on iPad OS. You yeah, know? with a human That's being like, too, because if your puppeteer test says click this button, it's just going to click it. Yeah, it's query selector button click, you know, and it works, you know. So, like, I I just, there's so many of those things. Anyway, but I think what I find interesting, it's interesting to hear nerds like us complain about Safari, but it's also interesting to hear, 
like Apple wonks and stuff complaining about new Safari too, because they're kind of like uh, the general like Apple whatever fanboy crowd is like not happy with the new tab situation. No, no. They're like, the funniest one is like, we took every button you might want to press and we put it in a kebab menu. You're going to love it. Yeah. Well, but that's changed. You know, I think they plucked them out. I think reading mode is easier now. I think the share button used to be tucked in there and that was, that really annoyed me. I'm like, I I click that share button like five times a day at least, you know? Yeah. Get that out of a kebab, please. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do there. So but they did. They plucked it out. So it's okay. you know, that's the point of a beta is that things change and whatever, you know. I think somebody was saying there's like six different interactions stuck inside one tab or something like refresh and edit. Yeah. And a big one, share. too, is the the it's a little hard to see what tab is active and the URL bar moves around in Safari depending on what tab is active, you know. I was trying not to weigh in on that stuff because I'm like, yeah, you know, just, you know, I, I, I a little bit like it when software takes some chances and tries some stuff and then is willing to change it, you know, depending on stuff. Like, I don't think just because a URL bar moves puts in the automatically bad category. No, I agree. I, I'm into kind of like going weird. Edge has vertical tabs now. I don't know if you've used mm-hmm. Edge's vertical tabs where they show up in a sidebar and then they can like kind of collapse. It's great and bad because you're like, okay, I need that. But then I don't know which icon is, you know, which of these GitHub icons is the actual one I want, you know, Um, Mm. it's good and bad, but um, it's a, but then they have an option to like tuck up like the, the location bar or that the address bar goes all the way up as high as it can go. So it gets really condensed. It's really nice, but then your window's hard to move around anyway. Hmm. If you need content for a website or whatever, you should do yourself a favor and use sanity.io sanity lets you treat content as data. You can query it. You can update it through APIs. You can query your images by dimensions or dominant colors and so on. It comes with an open source, customizable CMS that you can make your own using familiar tools like React. Sandy has an active and kind community where you can get help too. Go to sanity.il slash shop talk to get a boosted plan, no credit card required. Also, Sandy is hiring. So go to sanity.il slash careers to find out more. All right. Well, so so plenty of interesting things happening in Safari land. I want to take one minute to um, shift our ire to Chrome for a moment because this Let's affected my life. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Well, the big one was so so our, the CodePen support inbox gets flooded with people saying, why does my pen not work? Right. Mm-hmm. Loads of them for a couple of days before this gets reverted. They have removed entirely with just a little warning in the console that says, all JavaScript dialogues are deprecated in cross-origin iframes. CodePen is big cross-origin iframe because we have to run your code in a little iframe on the page that does not share the same domain for security reasons. So you can't have, don't have access to cookies and all that stuff. Otherwise, it would be the most embarrassing security failure of all time, you know? Mm-hmm. So now if you type alert in a CodePen, it just doesn't do anything. Oh, no. Yeah. Alert! Can Even you think of a programming tutorial that might use? Oh, yeah, copen.io. Yeah, you just can't do it. You can now because people were annoyed and then they said, oh, we're going to roll it back for two weeks, right? After this couple of days of like internet outrage as to mm-hmm. what the hell. Because, I mean, right, it's not, co- it's not just CodePen. It's any cross-origin iframe, meaning like every single code playground type of place, right? All of them. Can't All these programming tutorials. Or- or prompt, prompt or on before unload or alert. or anything anything that on brings up a native unload. interesting okay oh. how bad is that one that's awful and then we you dig in and you learn we're not just doing this for cross origin iframes even though the security story is a little more interesting to be told there because the dialogue looks the same whether it comes from an iframe or not I think that's part of the reasoning, like, oh, that can be a security weirdness or at least confusing to users or whatever. But the actual plan is just to nuke them, gone from the web platform. 
just wow. not a thing anymore. So it's not just tutorials, you know, because I think they have a story, right? That's like, well, they're not good to use in programming. There's other things that you can do and yada, yada. But they, they're they literally control flow things. Like, A, they're yeah. JavaScript blocking, right? Like an alert stops the thread until you yeah. continue it. That's a pause button for video games, for example, for free. Yeah. Um, but there's other things like, do you want to k- quit your account? Do you yes want to rate my no? app? Do yeah. you want to rate my app? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yes, a prompt returns a true or false value, so it can be a logical gate in your program. So your program yeah. is now broken because your logical gate is broken. And then they say, well, page views-wise, it's .009 or a .006 or something, a, a page loads with a cross-origin iframe in it. You know, fair enough, but, I, you know, I think uh, this was um, Dan Abramov brought up. He's like, yeah, but you might use that logical gate on your cancel account flow. Of course right. it's not a high number of page views but it doesn't mean it's not super important like what do you mean rip this out of the web platform what are you smoking and why is there not like way way more information about this and all and then they're like well what you can do in the cross origin iframe is just post message it up to the parent and then have the parent do it and you're like well okay a that's not blocking anymore so that like is still a fundamental i'll just email salesforce to support that or whatever. <laughs> and it just, it was like, it was like, it turned into like, almost like Twitter fighting, you know, when you, there, there's, oh, yeah. you know, Chrome devs get a bad reputation for this, but sometimes it's the thing where it's just like, well, did you, you know, look at the doc? You know, it was one of those things like, like the, like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when they're going to destroy Earth. They're like, <laughs> did you, did you go read the notice on this other yeah. planet in another galaxy thing? You're like, no, I missed that. Did you put it up over there? You know, you know, I was not at TPAC 2018. <laughs> I forgot to attend. Yeah. And I think it comes from what WG, right? So I, I, I don't, I don't know that it's entirely born out of Chrome, but it kind of felt like it because they're anxious to get it rolling, you know, but it, it just, I, I feel like it, it, it felt very mismanaged to me and because, but of course I feel that way because I'm on the first line of defenses here. Whose inbox got filled with why the hell did you break my pen? Was right. it mine or was it theirs? You know? And well, I guess it was both of ours in this case, because I made sure to fill their inbox with the same. <laughs> you were like, oh, <laughs> forward, forward. <laughs> but it, but it, it just was like, you're breaking how people learn JavaScript. You're breaking all this historical stuff. It's like, is it as big of a concern as you make it out to be? It just it yeah. seemed improbable. And now they're delaying it for six months, but but definitely have not changed course. So you won't see it today. If you go to CodePen, it's still working, unless you have this one little weird version that shipped for a couple of days in there where it was was ripped out. But Did, um, wow. my Twitter is blowing up over it. The conversations really? are thick and long, just thousands of, of tweets long of conversation of about and around this well i think you just answered why monocultures are bad so (laughs) browser monocultures don't work um yeah no that i mean that's a serious change i mean like i i don't doubt that there's reasons like security reasons or because it is control flow like you can just lock somebody in your website forever you know before unload like are you sure you want to leave question mark you know like so I understand that. That's, yeah, we. That's the only API that makes that possible. Like it, right. th- that's it, right? You have that or nothing, you know. And so that will really screw up CodePen if you can just all of a sudden close the browser tab without saving. You know, that forces every app that has potentially unsaved work to figure out some kind of very reliable real-time saving strategy, which might be good, you know. And yeah. it, it, is alert actually good to use in your production programming? No, it's not. I get the point. You're right. Like there's a, right, right. there's better things to use. Use async await for stuff and whatever. Do I use it to as a alternative to debugger every yeah. day of my life? Yes, I do. Has it been <laughs> so. around for 20 years? You know, there was one tweet. I would, let me try to dig it up. The where it says, uh, man, it was Ben Lash. I, it was. I thought there was some kind of holy doctrine to not break the web. Right? Didn't we live in that world for? Yeah. It was like, let's not never do that. That's the thing that we right. never do is break the web. And then we, we just try to evolve it. And I know there's mistakes from the past that we can maybe smooth over, but like, don't, don't break a 20 year old logic gate. Yeah, no, that's wild, man. 
Anyway, I was, I'm not super pleased about how that went down, especially. Well, it's interesting too, right? Like that's bad, you know, big time, like using alert. Definitely. You're a bad guy. If you ever used it, you know, bad guy. Uh, but you know, like I have this other situation working on a client site, they've installed Google tag manager and somebody on the tag manager team put a debugger in there, like just type debugger. So if I ever open dev tools, everything stops like in one second on some like weird for loop that they're debugging in dev tools. And so I'm just like, I guess I won't use debugger. Like I'll just <laughs> unpause the, the debugger because something, nothing in my code is debugging, but their code is. So it sucks. So <sighs> like they've broken the web for me, but I don't know. I guess I'm only saying there's a lot of ways we can break things <laughs> that we don't really even uh that we aren't policing i don't know yeah well, let's see it seems like this is going to be a bigger story before it gets smaller so we'll we'll see where it ends up it sounds like at least six months just for the cross-origin iframes and then probably at least a couple of years for all of the rest of the control structures but we'll <laughs> we'll see you know i'd be curious i mean like how popular confirm is or whatever i mean even like i mean you could probably search chrome or code pen code and see how many confirms you have or alerts you have i bet it's in the yeah millions but right and then is you know does the point eventually that they don't care yeah right like is that ultimately going to be the the thing like if we yeah. fast forward a couple of years i don't know you know right. yep Oh, well, well, I'm sorry you're having to deal with that. That's too bad. But I mean, yeah, I, I guess... mean, it's delayed for six months. And if I have to do the, it won't be that big of a fallout. I mean, if we have to do the post message thing, we'll do it. But it that does not actually fix it. It kind of just smooths, smooths it over. But, but I, I would think in six months, the story will be more clear. You know, that'll be like, what's the actual plan? You know, I think the learn their lesson on the outreach thing on this that's it's just a it's a huge big deal you know it's like the it's like the first thing you learn in javascript to be like if html was like divs are out you know mm-hmm. we're not css is deprecating border borders out no more border <laughs> You'd be like wait a minute hold on <laughs> who's margin and padding are the same thing now wait, wait, what? <laughs> we're gonna switch what? we're gonna switch that up we decided oh boy please no Anyway, what else is on your mind? Sir? Oh man, no, that's that's wild. Uh, no, I've just been. I I just I, I want stuff to get better. Like I want new elements. I want new APIs. I want new everything. You know, but it's really hard to get there. And and you know, somebody does have to go first. And usually, his in the last decade, that's been Chrome. Before that, it was Safari. And before that, it was Firefox, you know, and then before that, it was only IE. And before that, it was Netscape. But like somebody has to kind of go first and be like, we're just going to make a bunch of stuff and just see how it goes. And then they get all popular because they have all the new cool stuff. And then like, I don't know, but but now we're kind of, I guess, in a place where we're breaking stuff. I'd be curious to see what what's everything on the we're going to remove it list. I don't know that I've ever seen that list ever. So. I'd love to know that list. So, yeah, I would too. There's also like, I feel like the web <laughs> needs a Kanban, you know, <laughs> like this is in progress. This is getting close. This is out. This is getting deprecated. You know, like I wish we had that for web features. Cause there's so many, even in, in open UI, we're working on a bunch of stuff, pop-ups, tabs, different stuff. Like, you know, and, but can you use it? Not quite. You know, I was looking at, uh, accent color in CSS. Yeah. I'm sure you're familiar. I know carrot color. That's the one where you're the, the carrot and the input X. What is accent color? Hmm. Oh, so, is it like the, like the line, like when a spelling well, error is it? That no, one? no. Accent color would be like, so you know how Chrome has those new, uh, uh, Chromium, I guess, has the new inputs, and you let it, and it's like a gray checkbox. You can do do accent color lime green, and it'll turn your checkbox lime green. So you can basically inject your brand colors into 
the custom or into the the native elements. Um, and then you can like do two colors like lime green white to make the checkbox white or blue or whatever. That would be gross, but you wow. can kind of, like do a for background in a foreground color and, and it's accent color and it's like flagged in almost every browser. <laughs> the, the support's actually pretty radical if you can unflag it. Um, I don't know if it's coming out or when or what, but like, I'm like, Ooh, this is very cool. And it would maybe like get things like 90% of the way there, you know, check boxes, radios, like you just want them to like look a little bit better or a little bit more on brand, less browser standard. It's a really cool tool for that, but I don't know how far, far away we are though. So This episode of Shop Talk Show is brought to you in part by, well, Automatic, really, and a variety of their products that we can all kind of stir together to do something cool. Did you know that you could send one of those paid subscription newsletters with WooCommerce? You totally can. Here's the little cocktail to make it work. So you have to have a WordPress site, and this works on your self-hosted WordPress site or WordPress.com or whatever. You have WooCommerce on it, so you're e-commerce ready. Then you throw on WooCommerce subscriptions. That's $1.99 a year. It's a paid plugin for WooCommerce that allows you to do subscriptions. So yeah, you sign up, you pay me five bucks a month, whatever it is. Then you throw on this plugin called MailPoet. MailPoet is like an email builder right in your WordPress dashboard. So it can build all kinds of cool emails. Like you can even use it to customize your general e-commerce emails for WooCommerce and has all kinds of beautiful email templates in there. But you can send it out to your active subscribers in WooCommerce subscriptions. So it's pretty straightforward to wire that all up. It's like a natural fit. It all works together nicely. Author an email in MailPoet. Have a a segment of your list that's only for active WooCommerce subscribers that when you hit send, it just goes out to those people. And that's that. If they stop paying you, fall off the list, they stop getting the email. A new customer signs up, they have an active subscription, they'll get the next email you send. So it's all beautiful like that. So you you just pay for a little bit of WordPress hosting. And in fact, the WordPress.com business plan will totally do this for you get WooCommerce subscriptions. And then MailPoet's even free up to using their sending service, which you're going to want to use because it's great, up to a thousand subscribers. So your costs are pretty minimal here. Uh, It's going to be cheaper than doing it any other way. And it's all on your website. It's a very satisfying way to pull off the paid newsletter subscription thing. I think it's the way to go. Uh, Good job, Dean. Thanks for the support. Eric Griffiths writes in here that thanks for the thanks for the email. He's, he's reacting to something I said in some previous episodes about uh, I think about WordPress and the like the you know the wh- where do you start kind of like what's the build process the kind of like not having a super modern can you spin up a a site like what's the DX like you know like can it be great and I I think there's a there's is actually a lot of answers to this but somehow still not to my satisfaction, you know, like there's not like a component library necessarily, you know, or like something that tries to bring you that, you know, I don't know how to get into it so much, but recently I was going to spin up a new, I wanted to spin up a new, like just, you know, black on white, just nothing WordPress site, just to start out with like the most nothingness I could possibly start with on a theme. I feel like even that's hard to find. You Google around for like blank themes, you, d- you don't yeah. find a lot. And what you find is a lot of starter themes that attempt to kind of s- attempt to help you with that DX issue. So they come with their own. I've seen a lot of these that come with a pre-built gulp process with browser sync and stuff in there because they're like, that's the hard part about these WordPress themes is like, you know, then you, sure, here's the files, but then there's no, there's nothing. You're just editing files and hitting command R and you don't have SAS and you don't have any babble or nothing, you know? So it's like, yeah. here, we'll give you this blank theme. But even the blank theme is like super opinionated in, in my experience. I looked at like four or five of them and it was like very like deep. It, was, it wasn't intending to be minimal necessary is like here's our opinion about what a blank theme should be with dx in it 
Uh, although n- now I feel like I'm being salty about it. And Eric Griffiths writes in with, with his, I think, called understrap, which is okay. like boots, bootstrap and underscores, you know, and then it gives you this. This is just an example of one of them. In fact, I didn't even look at this one. I looked at a bunch of other ones. But just shout out to understrap for Eric Griffiths. He wrote in about it, but applies a little of the DX stuff to to a WordPress theme. But I, I still didn't really find what I was looking for, which is I don't even want the gulp process. I just wanted nothing, you know, just wanted like a really, really stripped down nothing. And there's underscores by automatic, but even that's a little more opinionated than I wanted it to be. I wanted one of these like really classic, like just the absolute minimum amount of files with very, very little styling kind of thing to start from scratch with. And wasn't coming up with much. I might have to make my own at some point or something. Uh-oh. He's doing it. No. We'll see. You know what's interesting is the the number of files here is a lot. (laughs) I I know it takes a lot. You know, WordPress is sophisticated, but it's a lot. You're looking at the GitHub repo or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is lots of, you know, but it's, it's like stuff you need. It's like the index, the header, the page, the search, this. Uh, sidebar, the single, you know, that's comments. You got to have all those archive author. You got to have those, Like, but it just ends up that it's a lot of files. Yeah. To st- stitch together. Every time it's like, it's like you can agree on like 85% of this stuff a lot of times. And some of it's just not even optional. Like you got to have a style.css file. You got to have an index.html file, you know, and you really should have an archive and a search and a 404 and all that stuff. And then there's ones that are like, yeah, but would I have done it like this? You know, would I have included these eight page templates and would I have broken into these you know, fake PHP partials in this particular way, or do I tend to think about it a different way? You know, um, I don't know. Yeah, there's there is a lot of files here, you know, and yeah. it's like I I diverge a little bit, and so when I have to think in your way, then I my mind starts to reject it, especially when I'm in this case of like this is just a qu- quickie dick little project. Like I want as minimal amount of files as I can because I cannot dedicate a lot of brain space to this. Ideally, I want about six PHP files in here that control yeah. the whole theme. You know, we've been at Paravel. We've been talking about the ten peso version <laughs> quite a bit. Like uh, I don't know if you watched Three Amigos, and there's the scene. It's kind of famous, but he like this guy writes a big telegram. You know. Three amigos come visit our town. Uh, we need your help. And they're like, like, let me. And they're like, oh, and he's like, it's a hundred pesos. And they're like, oh, we can't afford a hundred pesos. We only have 10 pesos. And he goes, for you, I'll give you the 10 peso version. And it's like three amigos come stop the, uh, come to our town to stop the infamous El Wapo, you know? And then, and, and it's, just, it got you know, truncated. Oh, but, I see. But but the message got across. The message yeah. got across. The and, and we're like, what is the cheaper version of the thing we're built? Just so we can like scale it down, get get the thing. The joke is later, the three amigos read the thing and they're like, "Come to our town, stop!" Like a telegram, like, "Come to our town, stop!" The infamous El Wapo, and they're like, "Infamous? What's that mean?" And they're like, "Oh, it means even more famous." You know, that's the joke. <laughs> But, so it's, it's the exact opposite of the what is it Mark Twain thing where it's like if I had more time I would have written a shorter letter. <laughs> right, it's kind of that. But hey, but I just that would I don't know. There's some uh, we're we're big on like is there a simpler way to do this? But that that even gets me into this thing. Like I've just been blogging my feelings here, but like in my brain, it, it's all in my notion, not on my actual site. But like you know when somebody's like let's just do the simple version, you know, like, man, that's like hard to tease out, you know, or like, you know, one, one thing is like, I hear a lot. It's like, you know, can we do this? And I'm like, yeah, man, you can program satellites with code. I think we can make a website, you know, like, like there's JavaScript on Mars. We can, I can do what you're asking, but the bigger question is, can I do it in a budget? Can I do it in a time frame? Can I do it like, without tearing the social fabric of American democracy, you know, (laughs) other questions we have to ask, you know, like, uh, then just can you, because I think the answer is always yes. But then, then people are like, what, you know, do whatever's 
easiest, you know? And then it's like, well, now I have to go and investigate. I have to find potential candidate solutions, interview them, you know, <laughs> go down a path, you know, rank them from easiest to hardest. Now I have easiest. Easiest is actually do nothing, literally delete it. <laughs> but then, but what you're asking for is the next easiest. So, okay. Now, anyway, it kind of like, it spins you off into these whole, like, all right, I want to do the easiest or make the easiest WordPress theme, but it just spins you off in this whole other direction. What would easiest mean in this context? You know, Oh, we got to have a build process. Oh, we got to have an easy, Oh no. SAS structure. We got to have an easy, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, easiest means like nothingness <laughs> in my brain. I don't know. So lightest touch possible, but. I understand how where the, we'd want to try for the like a com- more complete because it probably works for whoever wrote it really well, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then sometimes really opinionated frameworks just take over the world, you know, like Next or Create React App or Nuxt and stuff that are just so good and do offer all this kind of similar stuff that you can see that sparkle and developer's eyes like i can do that i can offer that kind of dx for this other platform and then for some reason it like doesn't land as well well i think part of the reason create react app and even gatsby exist is because like webpack is hard (laughs) so like they're like hey we figured out that part we'll just give it to you you know and you're like oh great so i think there's you know it's almost like a side effect right like of we we made it easy, but it's because this other thing was hard or something. So, huh? Anyway, you're still on the hunt for a, a simple theme, then? No, nah, I mean, uh, I think I found one, and then I just started ripping out Lollapalooza, just everything, and just seeing where I got. It was kind of like a fun. It was a fun one. There's like a, you know, an artist that I remember from a local museum that I liked her work. And then kind of like stuck in my mind for a long time and then would periodically try to like chase their work down and not find much. And then I noticed that her website was down, but I still like was able to find her email address somehow as Facebook or something. I can't remember and emailed her and just didn't ask about the website, but, but just asked about art. Like, what do you, what do you got? You know, like, cause you mm-hmm. know, maybe you can just mail me something. And she responded and I was like, oh yes, I finally like basically tracked you down. Not that it was that hard to do, but felt good and bought some art and then was like, but I, I bought like kind of a small one cause her work is, you know, it's expensive. She's good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking, expensive. yeah, it is. And I was like, oh, but I like the big ones, you know, it's fairly like energetic charcoal drawing stuff. Um, but I don't know that I want to pay that much money or like that I could budget that with the family and all that. But I noticed your website is down, you know, so maybe we can do this like back in the day when I worked at, you know, the pizza place, we'd call Hardee's and trade pizzas for hamburgers, you know, like I'll trade okay. you a website for art kind of thing. And she seemed pretty into the idea. And it was like, a, let's do this, you know, really simple static site thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, heck yeah. I'll netlify banger. And I'll take, you know, nothing. Yeah, I'll make yeah, it real nice for you. Yeah, here we go. And then she's like, I want all this, this, this. And then you got to be able to buy the prints. And I'm like, oh, snort. You know, that's like the, <laughs> that's uh, the next level stuff, you know. You but I'm like, know. fortunately, I have some experience with WooCommerce. Like you can buy a coffee mug for Shop Talk Show. And I got that all dialed in. So I'm pretty comfortable with WooCommerce and I'm comfortable with WordPress. So it's actually not that huge of a stretch to just throw up a pretty simple thing. What I would have done with a static site anyway would actually just do it in WordPress instead and then just slap yeah. a WooCommerce on it, you know, wired up and hopefully that's fine, you know, <laughs> but that it puts it, that's good that she asked for because then it puts it into the like, that's still what I consider thousands of dollars worth of work and thus worthy of a nice piece of artwork, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that you have to hit a certain level, right? To unlock the art. Yeah. Like a 45 minute Netlify site isn't worth a $3,000 drawing. Right, right. So, yeah, no, I see the uh, trade-off there. Uh, that's cool, though. That's a, I like that you're like, I'll just barter a website. So <laughs> I got yeah. some landscaping I need to do. Maybe I should trade for a website because mm-hmm. every landscaper website is hot garbage, let me tell you. <laughs> Doesn't that comfort you sometimes, though? Like if you're looking for like the website of a bowling alley in some town or something, you like kind of don't want it to be too good. 
Yeah, you don't. You want it to be lime green and whatever, have a frame set. You know, you just do. So, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I will, yeah. My, hey, we should wrap this up. I, I play pickleball, okay. Chris. I do yeah. pickleball now. Yep. Pickleball. We're on the fastest growing ah. sport in America. That's what it's fastest always said. Fastest growing sport in America, man. It's pretty good. Uh, it's like tennis meets ping pong, and uh, it's good. Uh, but anyway, we have this little app. I'm not even going to say the name of the app because I don't okay. want to give them any negative publicity and get sued. Uh, but it's terrible. It's just oh. awful. It's like, and then like, there's like a wallpaper on it. And, uh, and, and I'm just like, this is a very poorly, badly designed app, but everybody at this little pickleball club is using it. Hundreds of people are using it. And I'm just like, I should have made this. I should have made this little app. I'd be, I'd have customers probably because I could have done a better one for sure. So I wonder if like 10 years from now, there'll be a lot of like people like, me and you and people in our bucket kind of like getting closer to retirement and then realizing that our only hobby is pickleball and we have another 10 hours of the day left, but we don't really, (laughs) we don't really need to make money anymore because we've theoretically spent the last 10 years doing that, that there's like a surge in like really great (laughs) apps for stuff like that because we're bored and can now do it in the free time that we now have before. Well, just, do whatever phone I, I realized that was a very privileged thing to say america so don't kill me <laughs> no I, well the whole idea right is well maybe we'll have social security when we're ready to be done but you know <laughs> yeah we'll see so, all right well cool well, folks One see day. you later mr dave thanks for yeah. the podcast that was fun as always thanks for getting old with me uh thank you dear listener for downloading this in your podcast your choice uh be sure to start favorite up that's how people find out about the show follow us on twitter at shop talk show tens of tweets a month uh and join the discord at patreon.com slash shop talk show chris you got anything else you'd like to say whoa shop talk show.com